Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Steve Pearson. I am your host, usually in studio with Pastor Keith Radke of River Community, but Pastor Keith is taking a little break as he's tending to all of the fun stuff that comes along with church planting. And so um, can't wait for him to come back and join us. Um, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is the most popular holiday in America it um it's where you eat in the morning and then you eat in the afternoon and then shortly after that you eat again <laughs> until you are completely full and then you eat a little more and then for the next 2 weeks you uh lose all that weight and so we hope that as you begin your losing weight endeavors that you're successful in that um if you are a regular listener here on Shouts of Grace um we want to thank you and encourage you to invite a friend to tune in on seven, on Saturdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 p.m. right here on Key Radio. If you are a first-time listener, you can catch up with all the past broadcasts um, by going to shoutsofgraceradio.com or through the Redemption Hill website at rhutah.church and clicking on the media section, and then you will see 51 past episodes. That means this is 52. We've been doing this just over a year, and so um, we are excited with what the Lord is doing. Um, and also, we are grateful for our partnership with Key Radio as they labor um, in spreading the gospel to Utah County and the Uinta Basin. And so um, speaking of Key Radio, um, today in Keith's absence, we are excited. I have a couple of guests who are friends of mine. And um, the first you all know as the voice of the uh, of the morning show, uh, Heather Zander from Mike and Heather in the Morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. I, yes, you do. And this is great because I'm sitting in a seat that I never sit in and I'm actually talking to you and I'm usually sitting next to you. So this is this is awesome. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. You had your you had your 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 son come back from school I with a bunch did. of friends with a bunch of friends. It was a full house, that's, so that's, really enjoyed it. God is good. <laughs> that's awesome. Also, um, another guest I have in studio this morning is a good friend of mine and my wife's. Um, she's actually a pastor's wife at Redemption Hill. Her husband is um, our executive pastor, Leanne Pangra. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so um, today we have a a very sensitive um, subject that I want to talk to you. But before we do. Um, I want to brag on my friend for a second because you're an extraordinary human being in the sense that most people don't have the opportunity that you have. You actually saved a young boy's life not too many years ago. Can you tell us about that? I had a friend who had a son who needed a kidney and she posted about it on Facebook that it was time they needed the, needed a donor. And I saw the notice and told Chris I was going to donate my kidney. So the Lord worked everything out, and he's two years post-surgery and is doing amazing. Oh, wow. You, you, now you keep in touch with the family, and everything's compatible, and all's working. Yep, I do. I'm good friends with his mom. 
Wow, that's awesome. That's Don't you awesome. find it very interesting that God chose to create two kidneys? And like, there's a lot of yes. twos that we have. And I just, I'm always like, wow, Lord, uh, did you plan that? <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's amazing. awesome. Well, you you gave and you preserved life. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about um, this, uh, this episode. And that is life and how precious life is. And then um, this will be part one of two discussions. And then um, next week, we'll we'll continue that discussion. So I want to jump straight into this. Um, Leanne, I'm going to take us back to 1998. Um, I believe you were 17 years old. Yes. Um, you were pregnant. You were unmarried with a lot of different choices in front of you. And you chose to end your pregnancy. Um, now, we live in a time where there's a lot of loud voices that are advocating for um, for the rights of the unborn, and they should be, um, mm-hmm. for sure. But what I think what people often miss is there are actually two victims in these tragedies. There's, yes, the unborn, but then there's the one that has to live with that decision. Um, and so what I'd like to do here in part one is I would like to talk about what life was like for you leading up to that decision and um, what it was like, what was going through your mind as this young 17-year-old teenage girl. And then in part two, I want to talk about the aftermath and how that affected you, um, how that affected your life, and, and how you pressed into the grace of God to really get you past that time. And so, um, Leanne, briefly tell us kind of what life was like growing up, um, because it, it wasn't like you grew up in an unbelieving home, no, right? I, 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 I know your parents. <laughs> so tell us what that was like. So I was uh, a pastor's kid of sorts. My dad was the worship pastor from the time that I can even remember from Washington and then moving here to Utah. He had me join the worship team. I would play piano with them. I was raised in an amazing household. Parents loved each other, have a brother, have a sister. Life was just good. We were at church three times a week. Worship practice was at our house once a week. It was just very Christ-centered. So it was so you well, were you were you were in church. So oh, it, yeah. it wasn't like you were a non-believer. It was Not like you all. were in church and you were you believed in in Christian values and in morality of scripture. So when it came to the sanctity of life, you believed in this, oh, right? Yeah. You were I was the that. one telling people why they shouldn't abort their child. That hmm. that was a, a life and God gave it to you and why would you be so selfish as to choose that? Hmm. I was the spokesperson. So so tell us then, so you grow up in this Christian home and I know your parents, they're 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 amazing people. Your dad's a friend of mine. Um you 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 grew up in this environment. Now you get yourself in this situation. Kinda kinda talk about that a little bit and what circumstances surrounded that. I was scared because I was raised in this Christian household. You know, how could I possibly have done something so horrible as to get pregnant in the first place? And there was no way in my mind that I would be able to go to my parents and say, I've screwed up. I'm in this position. Now what? Um, So fear was my driving factor in that. And also I was absolutely ashamed just because I I knew better. Mm -hmm. I, I knew everything that Jesus had done for me. I was his cheerleader. I was part of the youth group and I would witness to my friends at school and then I show up pregnant. So do I admit to everyone that I'm not perfect and admit that I'm a hypocrite or do I do the easy way and make it go away? And then I never have to think about it again is the lie that I told myself, which definitely is not true. Mm -hmm. So it was just a very 
shameful, fearful time. Now, did your parents ever make you feel like you couldn't come to, you know, make you feel like they, they couldn't come to you? Or? No, not at all. Um, we we talked about everything, but then I knew they were high school sweethearts. They got married out of, they went to school, got married, you know, have this wonderful marriage, kids that adore Jesus and adore them. And, and do I want to be the one that's going to, you know, break that pattern? Mm. It just... There were things that I could talk with them about, but this just crossed that line in my mind. I just felt like I couldn't say anything. So the day came and you had to tell them. I can't imagine that must have been horrifying. You know, I can think of it for you. (laughs) Um, Tell me what that day was like. What what was their response? Was it what you thought it would be? Was it different? Um, So it ended up coming out through uh, a friend of my parents they had found out about it and they actually told my parents and so it was a Sunday I left church finding out that they were on the way to go have this discussion and my dad called and said come home let's talk and they cried I cried just sorry um I think they were sad that I felt like I couldn't go to them and I was sad that I had made such a big decision without actually having that conversation. Mm-hmm. It, and it wasn't anger. They weren't screaming at me. It was just kind of, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you go with a friend or did you go by yourself? I was by myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as, as we're as we're talking about this, there's people that are listening that were in that that are in that position, you know, and so they can relate. And, and I think one of the, one of the things that happens often that leads to what ultimately the ultimate decision you made was, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, people think they're alone. Oh, Pe- totally. Yeah. I couldn't go to anyone when I told my boyfriend at the time, his response was, well, that's just kind of a consequence of your actions. Oh, and, and, well, and, 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 <laughs> that's one way to look at it. And yeah, it, it was. I mean, that's pretty much verbatim what it was. And it was very much on me to figure out how I'm going to take care of it. Isn't that how Satan does it, though? Oh, I, yeah. Let's just say we are not meant to be isolated. Mm-hmm. We are suppo- we're relational creatures anyway. When the time comes that you need somebody there the most, that's when the lies come. Oh, and yeah. Satan is like, oh, you can't possibly talk to your parents about this. You can't right. possibly. This is. Yeah. Wow. He likes wow. to build those walls up around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's common. So so you're you're in this situation. Obviously, you're afraid, right? You're 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 afraid what your parents are going to think. You're afraid what your friends are going to think. You know, how how was the decision ultimately made by you? Because because obviously it, it sounds like you didn't you, that that fear captivated you to the point where you didn't want a whole lot of input because you didn't want a lot of people knowing or whatever. How, what was going through your mind that made you kind of conclude that that this this is it? This is what I need to do, because in my mind, I had no one to support me. There wasn't going to be anyone around to help if a baby was in the picture. Um, I couldn't share that embarrassment. So in my mind, I just decided, well, this is my only option at this point. And so I made the appointment. Hmm. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be back right after this. 
You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. We are in studio today with Heather Zander from Key Radio and a good friend of mine, um, Leanne Pangram. We've been talking about um, just this this situation that Leanne went through when she was 17 years old and choosing to end her pregnancy. And one of the things, Leanne, that you said before the break was that you felt there were no options for you. And I, and I, and I find that interesting because, you know, a lot of young people... As Heather, you were mentioning, a lot of young people are lied to by the enemy. And, and one of the things that, that the enemy always wants to do is he wants to snuff out life because any life that's born and lived has an opportunity to impact the world for the gospel. And so he wants to sow lies into the minds of people all the time. And if he can snuff out a life before it even has a chance to begin, then, then, then that's a, that's a plus for him. And so we, we have this problem in America. And, 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 and so Leanne, you were talking about not having options or not thinking there were options. Talk more about that. So there were three options i guess at the time one would be to have the baby and raise the baby one would be to give the baby up for adoption or to have an abortion and in my mind those first two were never going to be options because satan really did make it clear in my twisted thinking that that would it would cause me to have to tell my family tell my friends um kind of shatter this persona of who i was and that wasn't something that I felt was worth it that so the only option that was clear in my messed up thinking was to have an abortion to hide it to sweep it under the rug and it just the thought of actually going public and talking to anybody about it it just mm-hmm. wasn't something that I was thinking that I could actually do and I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement because, and especially to maybe somebody who is listening right now and they might, you might find yourself in a situation like this, messed up thinking. It is messed up in that we're not trusting in the Lord. Oh, yeah. But when you are in that situation, you're not processing properly. You're not getting the word of truth in Mm-mm. spoken to you. So of course you're going to be in that situation where your mind is going a thousand miles a minute and you're not exactly sure how to navigate. So uh, please understand that this is a process that everybody in a situation like this goes through. Mm-hmm. What you need is to seek out truth and Absolutely. find somebody that you can trust. But my friend, this, there is no condemnation here. Right. Okay. And you need to understand that. Yes. <laughs> and it really, after I ended up talking to my parents, obviously I'm still here. They didn't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I could have gone to them. They would have supported me. They would have helped me. We would have worked through this. I mean, that that to keep the baby was the best option, but I just But the enemy doesn't tell you. No, that. not at all. He 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 covers that. And you know, here's what I find interesting and, and, and I pray our listeners would would find encouragement in this. You know, I think a lot of times when 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 you talk about this type of a thing there's a connotation that says, well, the reason that they do that is they don't know God. They're lost. It's, it's, you know, it, they're, they're just 
their depravity is is just this all new. But we're, we're talking, Leanne, about a Christian girl who mm-hmm. grew up in a Christian home with Christian parents, and you guys loved the Lord, and you you were in essence a pastor's kid, right. and you still struggled with this. And and here's why I, I find this you know fascinating is because I think the world looks on Heather and they think that that being a Christian means that you don't have the same temptations as everybody else and that you just have it all together. And that alone, I think, puts this burden and pressure on that. Like you were saying, Leanne, it's like, well, I don't, I don't want to disappoint everybody. I don't I don't want to come and out myself. I mean, what do you think about that, Heather? Well, I think grace is definitely the word that we need to be gravitating mm-hmm. toward, especially on shouts of grace. Right? <laughs> but uh, God is the one who's orchestrated grace for us. We get God's riches at Christ's expense. All of the sins in our past and present and future, uh, they are covered by Christ's blood. And we have to trust that ultimately God has got this handled. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when we find ourselves in situations uh, and we catch ourselves in a sin. The only difference is you got caught, right. you know, in the circumstance. But we all sin. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us do. And so <laughs> we, there is no sin that is greater than another. I mean, a sin is a right. sin, and it's a rebellion against God. How do we navigate that? Well, we look at first, God has given us grace. Mm-hmm. Number two, we need to give grace to ourselves and understand that the only, we're going to get through this when we run to God, exactly. when we run to Jesus, who has extended that offer. Uh, and then, you know, I know that Christians have a tendency to come off as being very condemning, mm-hmm. um, but we need to trust that God's people are going to extend grace as well. Right. That would be my that would be my two cents on the whole thing. I had told myself <laughs> that same thing, that the Christians would be condemning towards me and uh Really, Satan was really good at telling me that you can't go to God at this point. You know, how much have you screwed up? Do you know how much you've disappointed him? Mm-hmm. Do you really think that you're going to be able to lean on God in this time? And I believed it. It mm-hmm. just, it was hard. Oh, yeah. So, Leanne, had you, and, and again, this is for the benefit of, of the girl that might be listening who finds himself in a similar situation, had you gone to your parents um, I, I know your parents, your parents aren't unreasonable. They love the Lord. Had you gone to your parents, what do you think would have been the outcome of that? I think that I would have a child with me now <laughs> that I don't have anymore. Um, they, they would have been sad. I mean, any parent would be sad if their teenage daughter is in that situation. That's, that's kind of reality, but they would love me. They would speak Christ's love to me and his forgiveness and his grace. And we would have gotten through it as a family. Hmm. In, in the last few minutes that we have, there's a young girl. She's 17 years old. She's listening to this and she's afraid. And she's thinking to herself, oh man, I've really done it. You know, perhaps she's religious, you know, and, and her parents have taught her like yours did your entire life, you know, what's right and wrong. And now it's there. It's happened. And she's thinking like you thought there's 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 no there's no other option. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that girl? I say trust that Jesus loves you and has a plan for you and has a plan for that child and reach out to a trusted parent adult, someone that is going to be able to speak truth into you and 
know that you can get through this. Abortion is not the easy way out. It does not make it go away. It, it's hard. It's still hard. Um, but I wholeheartedly believe that the God of our universe wants that child here to do whatever he has planned for this child and and just trust that God loves you. He'll forgive the screw up of getting pregnant in the first place and just take that step forward of uh, really reaching out to someone trusted who's going to help you through this process of having this baby. Mm. You said that God's going to love you no matter what, right? right? And and I think, you know, when when we talk next week about about part 2 to this about the aftermath, I think that's where you, correct me if I'm wrong, that's where you experience probably the the greatest part of God's love because yes. isn't it true Heather, in the wake of any sin, our first our first you know, instinct is to run away mm-hmm. and to isolate ourselves. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think when we see the truth of, of God's amazing love for us, his amazing grace, that we're not to run away from God or right. the cross, but we're to run to him. Right. That's when we get to experience. Now it doesn't make the, the fault go away. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't make the wrong disappear. Right. Because I'm guessing, and we can talk about this next week. I'm guessing that you still, even today, some, you know, I'm not going to ask you how old you are because that's not going <laughs> to, but you were 17. I mean, even today, there's probably reminders of, of what it could have been or what it would have been. And so it, it doesn't go away, but there's something about the grace of God that brings the heart of a sinner back to the cross anytime those thoughts come up. And mm-hmm. it makes it, it, it makes it possible to not only go forward, but to do what you're doing right now. And that is to, to help others see that, that God's grace is sufficient to cover your sin. And, and I guess my question to you, Leanne, in, in the last minute that we have, do you feel as where you stand now that, that God has pressed into you to let you know in the aftermath of, aftermath of this that, that you are forgiven? Absolutely. It took, honestly, it probably took a few years for me to accept his forgiveness, which is silly. Who would not accept forgiveness? But it was hard for me to believe that something so big, big could be so forgiven. And before it happened, Jesus died on the cross for that. And I was already forgiven. He's He just loves us that much. And it it was a process to get there, but I'm there now. Amen. If you are listening and this has touched your heart and you have connected or you're going through something similar, we want to let you know you do have options. Life is the option and God will bless your decision if you choose that life. And if you're in need to talk to somebody about that, um, you can certainly reach out to Redemption Hill um, and contact us. We can even put you in contact with Leanne. She'd love uh, to talk with you about this. You do not have to be alone in this. Um, This is a decision that doesn't just impact you. Um, it impacts your family. It impacts your friends. It listen, listen, it impacts the church and it impacts the world. And so you don't have to be alone in this. Um, God loves you. And, and so we pray that in this, you would choose the right thing to do. And that is to choose the life of this baby. Um, because in part two, you, you're going to hear that, that there are some consequences to our choices and those things last for years. And so, 
Um, so again, please don't go at this alone. Um, reach out to us. We can help you here. You can get in contact with us through Key Radio as well. Um, you guys, thank you very much for, for being on the broadcast, and um, we'll look forward to part two of this. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.